What's the spread on my quitting again tonight? I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Well, it's been 10 years, 10 long years, and I've already stopped creating content twice, maybe three times a charm. You still here? Maybe I won't quit. Maybe we'll just keep doing this forever until I'm this old wrinkly corpse-like creature. Like, who knows? <laughs> Welcome to Nine Cents. Nine Cents is a satanic perspective of our modern world. And I'm your host, Reverend Campbell. It is great to have you. It is February 7th, 2021. And i uh, got a great show for you this week. I thought since it was the 10-year anniversary of my initially creating any satanic content at all, I should at least clean up a little bit. You know what I mean? Got a little Eldridge knot going in the tie. <laughs> Got my hair did. <laughs> what are you going to do? Right? All right. So today, this episode is really relaxed. What I traditionally do for big-ish episodes, and I do think 10 years of creating satanic content online is a big deal, especially when it's been nearly weekly the entirety of the time. Nearly. We'll get into that. Um, what I tend to do is do like a big, uh, how do you do? Get a bunch of guests on and have a bunch of little sideshow stuff happening. But this is my shit. This is my anniversary. So I want to do something intimate. You. Me. Maybe a glass. Here's to 10 years. Sanjavar. I am drinking Russell's Reserve Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey, and it's good. Mm, love me some rye whiskey. I'm not going to finish the bottle. <laughs> I just wanted it here in case I wanted to have a few. Normally, I just have a glass, and then that's it, but we're going to have some fun. Maybe not, actually. Maybe you guys are just going to come in and out and not have any fun at all. I'm going to have some fun, <laughs> and I hope that's good enough. Um, there are a couple notes before I want to start the show and talk about really the highs and lows and the process of creating satanic content online, uh, what it's been like for me, uh, and the different satanic shows that I've put out. But before I get into that, again, I got a couple announcements. First and foremost, this is a year of some pretty big anniversaries, not just my stuff, but a lot of other stuff. Uh, but again, because this is my show. I have an anniversary coming up at the end of this week. I'm going to have been married to my beautiful wife for 24 years at the end of this week. 24 years. You want to see what we looked like when we first got married? That. 
Now, this was uh, actually, to be fair, this is her prom photo, uh, her senior prom. But that's me. <laughs> and that's my wife. As uh, we lad and lass, uh, <laughs> madly in love. It's crazy. Okay, well, that didn't, that wasn't supposed to change yet. <laughs> I was going to get to that. Um, <laughs> now I can't stop it. Ah, it's taken over. All right, here, let's do this. There. Uh, it's been a hell of a trip. I, I, I produced this uh, little video at our 20th anniversary, which really was a very personal, intimate glimpse of my perspective of our relationship at 20 years. And at 24, things have just gotten better. All of the negative, crazy stuff is behind us. And really, at this point, we're just enjoying ourselves. Uh, one of our children is grown a grown man now our other uh, child is getting close and so we're kind of at the point in our lives where we just want to enjoy the time that we have and not stress over being parents and the fears and frustrations that come along with that so let's do another one uh cheers to you sweetheart i love you okay <laughs> I look so much taller, what, then or now? Because I'm sitting down right now. <laughs> so I'm going to look taller there, if that's what you mean. Uh, maybe it's the hair that made me look taller. It's been a crazy, let me just switch over to this other image. It's been crazy here lately. We've actually gotten some, finally, we've gotten some snow, which is wonderful. But we decided to go out snowshoeing because it, we just had a storm and then the weekend hit. So we had an opportunity to actually go snow, uh, snowshoeing uh, for the first time this entire winter which is a big deal for us because we like getting out and getting into the wilderness and in the mountains and stuff. This is just a shot from <laughs> my wife and daughter as I was a little further up the trail, but you can see how pristine and crisp the day was. And I am just absolutely loving it. So this was Saturday and we went up, um, we have two primary canyons that we go up to here in Utah. Uh, one is Wasatch and uh, Big Cottonwood Canyon, and the other one is Mill Creek Canyon. One allows dogs, one does not. And so we couldn't bring our dogs here, unfortunately. But today we went up with our dogs and had a really great time. And I got to tell you, getting out and getting up into those mountains, finally, it's, it's, it totally resets your clock. It completely fixes every frustration you had sitting in your head and just eating at you. Breathing the fresh, non-polluted air. It's magic. It was fantastic. And I had a great, great time. So I hope you guys are getting out there and doing stuff. Get outside. Seriously, don't sit and wallow in your homes. It's terrible. All right, let me give a quick shout out to everyone here in chat. Zachary, great to see you. Silly Swastika, how you doing? What's up, Telsa? Uh, these are being streamed from Utah in the United States. So that's why the time difference is so great between us. Joaquin, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Thanks for staying up, the both of you. I appreciate it. Gary, how you doing? Uh, Valeria, thanks for tuning in live. Rod, what up? Uh, William, how you doing? Aaron, you finally caught. <laughs> I didn't get all dressed up for nothing. All right, let me uh, adjust my bitrate really quick and make sure that we've got no issues here. Okay, I'm going to make sure that this is... Uh, a fun show for everyone. <laughs> everyone who gives a damn about anything that I'm doing. A little quick behind the scenes. I don't know how many of you actually know this. When I create these, um, and I'm sitting here, whether I'm just in a you know regular button down or if I'm you know dolled up like I am right now, dressed in nines, uh, 
the under half of me, the bottom half, is very different than the top half. Like, traditionally, and just a little insider information for me producing Nine Cents and any other satanic series that I produce, pajamas <laughs> on the bottom half. I have pajama pants on. So up here is business class, down there is slumber party. <laughs> and that's, that's how I roll. That's, just thought you might want to, you know, a little insider information. Maybe I'll do a little bit of those uh, going on, a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. But I figure it's apropos for this, right? Uh, all right, Dennis, thanks for joining live. I appreciate it. Behemoth, great to see you. My day went fantastic. Uh, Clarence, howdy, y'all. Uh, Ashworth, thanks for joining live. It's great to see you. And did I get everyone? Mark, thanks for tuning in. Shauna, I know you. <laughs> Good to see you. Uh, and that's it. Yeah, it is a sexy look. The pajama pants and the, <laughs> the tie-up top. I might have to loosen this up just a little bit because it does get a little bit of a, you know, let's relax. Have another sip. Now, like I said, this is the 10 year anniversary of my creating satanic content. It's not 10 years of good content. It's not 10 years of great content. It's 10 years of, it's content. <laughs> Some episodes are infinitely better than others. Sometimes you got really high highs and sometimes you're just sort of skating by. But that's what it's like, week after week, putting in the work of creating this type of content. It's not easy, and it is very time-consuming. And it's something that you have to have a passion for, or else you won't do it. And that's why I do it, because I love this fucking religion desperately. It is a part of who and what I am, and I love communicating it. Even when I get frustrated with it, even when I run off and I get put too much on my plate, and then I have to cancel it all because I just can't keep up, the fact is is that I love what I do, and I'm very thrilled that there's any semblance of an audience that appreciates it as well. Because the truth of the matter is, is if there wasn't any audience, I wouldn't do it at all. I don't like shouting into the darkness, and so it's nice to know that at least there's eh, a handful of people that appreciate what I do. So thank you very much for tuning in, because honestly, these 10 years are because of you, not because of me. So whether that's good or bad is up for <laughs> debate, I suppose, but I do genuinely appreciate it. And what I noticed today that I didn't know before because I'd never thought to look, I have over 1,500 videos on my YouTube channel. 1,500, over 1,500 videos. That's from every satanic series, every daily vlog, every vital existence vlog, every commercial, everything that I've ever done in satanic content. To be fair, it's not everything because sometimes like, uh, you know, I delete stuff because it's no longer relevant and stuff. But for the vast majority, it's everything I've ever done and it's all online. Now, some of it's behind the membership paywall of 99 cents. <laughs> so... If you want to watch 1,500 different videos, you are more than welcome to. Most of them are at least an hour long. So, you know, on average, you know, we're talking about a little over a thousand hours of <laughs> videos that you can just lose yourself in. And here's the, the genuine problem with creating satanic content after having done it for this long. Um, there are Satanists who create podcasts that are based off music or comedy or whatever. And that's easy to create new episodes because you don't have to come up with original content. You're just using what other people have produced. I'm not belittling what they do. It, it takes work and effort and desire. Um, 
but it's different creating original content. It's a whole different thing. And the difference is cheating on a test by copying someone's work or writing the essay yourself every single week, every single time. It is a big difference. So I know there's production time that goes into it. Again, I'm not belittling anyone. But it's a different ball game from what I do. And I just want to make sure that that's understood. Because anyone that's been creating content for any amount of time has to love doing it. But it takes an extra insane person to do what I do for, <laughs> for a decade. Insane is what it is. Um, uh, you love it. It's great to have a place to come and talk with people who have the same general mindset. You've created YouTube Undercroft. Oh, I remember the Undercroft, uh, if you will. Yeah, no, that's true. And I appreciate that. And here's what I, I think is most important about this is that as long as there's not spam involved, like constantly spamming the same ridiculous stuff or just, you know, hyperbolically attacking other people, I welcome anyone um, to watch these and content, uh, comment on them and disagree or agree as they see fit. Because ultimately, this is just what I do is just one perspective mind. That's it. And so I think it's really important to understand that Satanism is not a monolith. And that there are a vast amount of voices and a vast amount of perspectives that are all on that same left-hand path. And it doesn't make one better or worse because they do it in any you know, specific way or maybe they just keep it to themselves. But the fact is, is there's a lot of different perspectives and it's nice to be able to share those in an environment that's not going to physically assault you because you are a Satanist. You don't really have that many places in the world where you can do that. And this happens to be one of them. And I like that a lot. And I definitely like the back and forth. I think those are great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my outfit is definitely, Dennis, it's like a mullet. <laughs> I like that, that comparison. That's funny. Uh, try scotch whiskey. You've heard it strong. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I do enjoy a... a, a scotch whiskey blended is my preferred because i don't like the heavy peaty notes uh, in some scotch whiskeys uh, single malts yes tell us that my wife is adorable you're absolutely right okay so uh what i wanted to do throughout the course of this is just walk through and just sort of riff talk about some of the highs and lows of different satanic projects that i created what i learned along the way and um i want to give you guys snippets because Let's be honest, there are people who have not watched every video or listened to every show that I've ever done. Perish the thought, I know. <laughs> but the truth is, is I have new people coming in every single week and discovering what I do for the very first time. And so there's just no realistic way that they could ever consume all of the content and have everyone be caught up at once. So how many of you have ever listened to my very first episode of Nine Cents? Ten years ago... Almost to the day, it was at 6 September um, 2011, uh, I'm sorry, 6 February, I don't know why I said September, 6 February 2011, and I want to give you guys a snippet of that first one. So we're going to listen to the very big intro, and just a little bit, a little bit, while I'm sitting here staring at you and drinking my drink, of the contrast of what you guys know and understand now versus what it was then because it's pretty stark so check this out it's a trip i would like if i may that's the same to take you on a strange journey 
I've used Danzig's Black Aria before. <laughs> I started with it. Welcome to Nine Cents. I'm your host, Adam Campbell. Nine Cents is a podcast devoted to a satanic perspective of our modern world. This is a re-recording of the original. I had some audio issues, and, uh, well, quite frankly, uh, it was not salvageable at all. So I'm hoping I can sort of uh, at least attempt uh, to recreate what I had uh, put together the first time. First of all, Nine Cents is a personal project of mine that uh, you know I just didn't feel like there was a, a commentary formed satanic podcast out there currently. Um, there were some that I used to listen to, but they sort of just you know they they put themselves on hiatus. Um, a little footnote is that there is Radio Free Satan out there, uh, RadioFreeSatan.com, if you want to check them out. Uh. So as you can see, my delivery was much more measured. <laughs> I didn't, I was overly concerned with making mistakes, and that made it sound more manufactured. And here's something that you guys need to understand, is that the way I started Nine Cents a decade ago is exactly the way that I'm producing Nine Cents now, live video. So what I would do is I would use Ustream because when I used to um, watch and not really watch, but listen to Satanist, Satanism Today uh, with uh, Magister Harris, he was streaming, I think it was on Ustream at the time, or it was one of those streaming platforms. Uh, there was no video like this, but it would be a live audience and he would just be rapping about whatever. And so I would try to tune in and see the rest of the audience and stuff. I was like, this is great. I love this. This is a corner of the web that I can communicate or at least listen to what other Satanists think, whether I agree with them or not. And when he stopped, there was this void, this vacuum. I was like, I can do that. I feel like I can do what he did. And since no one else is doing it that I knew about, there's similar stuff that was out there at the time, but nothing really in this format. I thought, if no one else is going to pick it up, well, then I'm going to do it. And I did. <laughs> and so I would stream live the show on camera and everything uh, on Ustream on Sunday. And then I would download that show on Monday, create the audio file from it, and release it as an audio podcast the next day. And so it was, it was a big production for me, never having done anything like this before. I literally jumped in with both feet first into the deep end of the pool and I made so many horrible mistakes that some of you, arguably, still think I'm making today. And I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> so, uh, sometimes I learn from my mistakes and sometimes I just repeat them because it's easier to repeat a mistake than it is to, to correct it. Uh, for example, I don't have a mixing board for my audio. That's a huge problem for people who create podcasts, I know. But I don't. And I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. This is a hobby, not a profession. I have a professional life. That's uh, my separation between the two. That's why I justify it anyway. But that was the very first um, way, uh, way that I, I presented Nine Cents. And the problem that I discovered was I didn't have the presence that you need to be on camera yet. I didn't have the... Um, uh, I didn't have the the... I still clearly don't. <laughs> the uh, conversational flow of speaking. <laughs> I, I don't have words. I didn't then and I don't now. Um, 
but it's something you develop, you know, it's a muscle. You work at communicating and you improve over time. Sometimes you get stumbling blocks like I just had, but the truth is, is you just get better after repeating things. There, there's that whole uh, argument about 10,000 hours will make you, uh, you know, uh, a master at whatever craft. I don't think that's entirely true, but I do think that you will get infinitely better at something the more you practice it. And that's why there's the saying, practice makes perfect, right? So, uh, all right, so you remember an audio, hey, Lazarus, how you doing? Audio episode with Aden about uh, David's podcast. Yeah, um, Magister Harris was really influential for a lot of Satanists, again, because he came out and it was at the suggestion of administration that he even produced the show at all. But he came out and, and produced the show and communicated Satanism to an audience who had never had that available to them ever before. He was the first ever really doing it in that way. And certainly, you may argue the best. Um, but the truth is, is he's still doing it. He still does media appearances and he still communicates Satanism in his own way um, uh, throughout his, you know, the passion that he professionally creates in his life. Um, and so there are a ton of Satanists who are around in the early 2000s that discovered Satanism online through Satanism Today. And so for me to then, years later, to have Satanism Today as a segment on Nine Cents was huge for me. So, and I don't want to get too far ahead, but I do want to sort of walk through what it was like um, creating this show, because uh, Nine Cents, again, it, it was rife with audio issues, production issues, um, this was the very first Nine Cents logo that I had, and it's going to be the logo that many of you are familiar with. Um, I ran the original Nine Cents for five years. I had always said that I may go to nine years of Nine Cents, but I, will, um, I won't go over nine years of Nine Cents. <laughs> I'm a fucking liar. <laughs> I got to five years, and it became a production nightmare. So ultimately what happened is I started creating the show and then I started adding contributors and they enriched the show in ways that I could never have done myself but ultimately it got to me hounding people like hey your segment is due this week I need to get this so I can put the episode together and it became homework instead of fun which is why I started this whole thing right so when I had last year the nine-year anniversary of uh, nine cents and it actually brought back everything that I loved about producing nine cents in the first place even though I had two segment contributors on that episode um, and it made me want to recreate nine cents but just with me and so because it was going to be a slightly different format even though it started in the same way it evolved into something different I didn't want to confuse the audience by using the same logo and the truth is is I'm just not I've grown as a designer and what I created then does not really resonate with me now and certainly with how I want the show to be presented. And so, as you all know, I changed the logo and I dropped podcasts and I just kept Nine Cents and I kept Reverend Campbell Presents Nine Cents as the title intro of this show. When I was speaking to Magister Harris about why he stopped creating Satanism Today... Uh, he had mentioned that he didn't want it to be the David show. 
He didn't want, he wanted it to be about Satanism, not about him. And inevitably, after you create content for so long, it becomes about you and not about what you speak about. And so rather than stopping it or adjusting it, I just leaned into it. Like the truth is, is I'm creating this stuff. I'm doing the work. I'm putting in the effort. I'm going to lead with me. Like this is me communicating what I love to whomever wants to hear it. And so I just went the opposite direction and said, fuck it. Reverend Campbell presents. And I owned it uh, for, again, for better or worse. We'll let uh, the future listeners be the judge or the current listeners actually be the judge. So I was uh, producing Nine Cents for five years and then I stepped away. I didn't really step away from creating content though. I just stepped away from creating Nine Cents. I started writing essays for The Black Flame and then for myself. And the very first essay that I wrote was actually uh, for the Black Flame called Ritual Alchemy, The Magic of Brewing. So I was home brewing a lot, making my own beer. I grew hops in my yard, in my garden, and pumpkins. So I'd make my own like pumpkin ale every fall, and I would make beer throughout the year. Uh, and when I went to the Black House for the first time, I actually brought my own ale. Uh, it was a Scottish ale, and I termed it, uh, titled it Sinner's Red, um, and it was delicious, and I had a great time sharing my own creations with other Satanists and meeting administration, meeting the high priest and high priestess uh, in their home, and it was fantastic. It was everything that I could hope it, it would end up being. What it also did was expose me to the reality of other Satanists. <laughs> There's a manufactured experience of what you expect. It's going to be different for everyone based on your own life experience and expectations on what other Satanists may be like in person. And uh, there's a reason why I don't hang out with a lot of Satanists. I'll just say that. I have a select few that I uh, interact with, and that's it. And there's good reason for it. <laughs> it, it really um, it changed my perspective. That's for sure. Um, and so I guess my point of bringing up uh, going to writing essays rather than producing Nine Cents is to explain that even though I stopped producing a weekly show, I never stopped creating satanic content. It has always been going on for the past decade. Uh, but let's talk a little bit more about Nine Cents and, and why I ended up um, loving it so much, how it got so popular, and then why I stopped, right? So let's go through this here. Um, I started creating different segments for Nine Cents, and I reached out to some people, uh, listeners of the show, or maybe just fans of the show in some cases, or maybe they weren't fans, but I thought they had something to say that would be interesting for the audience. And so I reached out to them and asked them uh, if they would want to join me. And I don't know why this is not working. You're, there you go. Uh, well, okay, so before I do that, I guess I'll talk about this. Um, in the height of Nine Cents, at the 50th Conclave, uh, not the 50th anniversary of the Church of Satan, but year 50 at the Conclave. And it's important to make that difference because when um, Anton LaVey formed officially the Church of Satan, he titled it Year One, Anno Satanus. And so... It's always a year before the actual anniversary, right? So the 50 years of the Church of Satan is actually year 51. So that's how it works. So year 50 uh, of the Church of Satan 
which was year 59 of the anniversary, uh, I, I went to DC and I put together a presentation about defining the greater satanic conversation. And I created this phrase because this is when TST was starting to come out and there was a lot of hype and hubbub about how they were hijacking what it meant to be a Satanist, what Satanism was, and I wanted to create a, a format that would not just fight lies and controversy, but also present a roadmap for individual Satanists to represent themselves positively. And if you were an out-Satanist, then you could use the greater satanic conversation to further uh, clarify this religion of ours. Uh, so it's actually on my website and stuff, but that's where the greater satanic conversation came from. It was really just a means for me to create uh, a, a pathway to clarifying actual Satanism versus arguing with people in different media outlets. Um, I would highly recommend everyone check that out. If you haven't, if you don't know anything about it, go check it out. It's a lot of good fun. But that was uh, the result. So the very first segment I ever um, helped put together, and I didn't really help put together as I just hosted it, was Down to the Crossroads. And this was uh, a deep dive into blues music and um, Satanism, really. And so originally we would air the music and have commentary over the top of the music about uh, the different tracks and the artists and stuff like that. And it lasted for the duration of Nine Cents for those five years. It was a lot of fun and I had a really great time, um, but it was, you know, it was time to move on when we ultimately uh, moved on because ultimately when I was trying to grow Nine Cents, I had to admit that I wasn't paying royalties and so I couldn't have the songs air for everyone because it would get blocked on YouTube, YouTube, for example, they didn't monetize it for themselves at the time. They just blocked the video and, uh, I wasn't paying the royalties in order to play that music. Um, so it became a frustrating segment for the audience. The next one, it, but it was one of my favorite ones because I love blues. The next one was, uh, agent provocateur. And this used to be an article by the host, uh, in their uh, local paper, and we turned it into this uh, sort of monologue format. And it was a lot of fun, and it was raucous, and it challenged people's notions of really world events. And I got a lot of kickback from the audience over some of the episodes. And the truth is, is we need that, though. We need to be challenged uh, with our socio-political ideologies, our beliefs, in this world and agent provocateur did just that and again lasted the duration of the show and then i uh, really kind of drew in i dream of jesse this was uh realized out of my engagement with uh the hostess on SatanNet at the time i think it was no it was letters to the devil message board and I saw some of the comments that she was making. I was like, look, I, I think it would really benefit people to hear this stuff outside of this satanic message board. Would you want to come on, produce a show with me and a segment with me and, and communicate to a wider audience? So she would write essays and then perform the essays and then we would speak about them. It was a lot of fun. It was great. And I highly recommend checking those out. And again, it lasted the duration as well. And then for those of you who don't know militant eroticism, you need to educate yourselves. There's actually a book now about it. And um, 
I don't know if it's still available, but it was for a while. Anyway, it was a great segment about sexuality and human psychology. And we had a lot of fun putting it together and producing it. And again, it also lasted the duration. But you can start to see that I only had one segment of these guest segments per week, but it's a lot to sort of, you know, build up on top of each other. And it was already starting to get very difficult for me as a producer. And then I reached out um, to a gentleman uh, about the satanic tradition, and he did a really wonderful job. If you haven't heard these episodes, I think there's only two, maybe three, in the entire show's production. It didn't last very long because it was so time-consuming to put together, but it's really great historical information about Satanism, where it comes from, the ideas, how they came out in uh, human culture, and how we, as Satanists, sort of took what we wanted, discarded what we didn't, twisted things around to make them interesting. It's a really great segment, and I highly recommend everyone uh, check it out. because. And I do kind of wish it would have gone on longer, because it was very, very valuable. And then Unorthodoxy with Witch Zaftig. Oh, love me some Witch Zaftig. Unorthodoxy, she's a scholar of religious studies. And so having her on the show and creating this segment and speaking to the academic religious perspective as a Satanist, communicating to Satanists was challenging at times because you can't just take your side's argument. You have to look at a broader academic perspective. And sometimes that can be very challenging to the individual Satanist. And I'm very glad that we produced that. And she was featured as well as militant eroticism in the nine-year anniversary. Um, it was just that good. You have to bring him back. This is a little-known segment. It was more of a bumper than an actual segment. But uh, between the horns, it was this um, very short little produced segments that were poems and puns and songs and stuff like that that had comedic uh, bents to them. They were a lot of fun, and I reached out to the host and asked him if he would mind contributing, and he was so gracious with his time whenever he could and put together some really great little bumpers and stuff. So that was a lot of fun uh, having as well. And then I went to Conclave, and from Conclave, uh, after that, I started communicating um, with something different with Heather Height. And she has a wonderful uh, uh, education on uh, the background of comedy and brought that to this very interesting and very original show, Something Different. Uh, again, it was something different and it was a very entertaining thing. It lasted to the very end of the show. I loved it very much. And then Satanism Today came on as a segment and it allowed me to step away as the interviewer in some cases in most cases, to be fair, and just allow someone else, the heavy hitter himself, come in and just deliver his style and talent in communicating with Satanists. And it was so refreshing to not just have Magister Harris on the show, but to have him bring back what inspired the show in the first place. It was really great. But ultimately, all of these segments, the nine different Contributor segments to Nine Cents became too much for me to handle, and I had to step away from it. Um, again, clearly I missed it because I came back after nine years, ran the anniversary show last year, and then started Nine Cents again right after because I did genuinely love it. I, I love communicating this religion. Um, but it was a big deal for me to stop. And certainly I stopped at the height of the show. 
And I, I have to say, it's easy to, to look at YouTube numbers and say, well, there's only a couple hundred or a few hundred or a few thousand views on this particular video. How popular can it actually be? I had thousands of podcast downloads because it was mainly an audio podcast show. I only added the YouTube component after the show ended. So it, it completely existed in the audio realm and it was massively popular at the height when I ended it. And so it was a big decision for me to stop, but it was simply something that I could not keep up. It was too much and I had to step away. And then I just found another outlet, which was writing satanic essays. Okay, but that wasn't the only thing that I was doing was producing Nine Cents in that time. In fact, only a year and a half or two years into creating Nine Cents, I created another project called Satanists on Satanic Cinema. And this was a mix between Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. What I really wanted to do was watch a satanic film from the satanic film list with two other people that acted as co-hosts and just riff on the film and have fun and talk about Satanism and talk about aspects of the show that maybe resonated with Satanism. And it was a lot of fun. It started as an audio only podcast that you had to pay for and it didn't do so well. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I had some great guests though. I had, um, uh, Magister Paradise, uh, 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 Magister Bill M. It was Reverend Bill M. at the time. Um, and then, uh, you know, a whole host of other people popping in and just commenting on satanic films. It was a lot of fun and it was set up so that you could hit play on the audio track and hit play on the film and listen and watch at the exact same time as we were commenting. So it was as if you were sitting down with us in a theater or in your living room and just having a really great time watching a film with other Satanists. It was something that I hadn't seen anyone do before in the satanic ecosphere, as it were. And uh, I just thought it was... <laughs> I missed... <laughs> Hold on, I got I got a detour really quick, Lazarus. I missed Road Rage because it wasn't an official segment. And there's a lot of like sort of one-off type things, or maybe it ran for a little while that wasn't an official segment. But Road Rage was one of those <laughs> that was... Not quite, you know, 100% a segment. I did have a lot of fun with it, though. Um, but Satanist on Satanic Cinema ended up, you know, I ran, I think, five or six or seven episodes. It took a lot to produce because I was still new to producing that type of content. And then I just stopped. And ultimately, I went back to it and created live video commentary where it was me and two guests ended up being, you know, the regular panel of us. And we would just watch a film uh, we did a handful, you know, a dozen or so episodes of that before we ended up just stopping it because it didn't really work out. Um, I started up years after I stopped Nine Cents and then I started some of the other series I'm going to get to. I started a Patreon account because I wanted to, I wanted to get a little taste for all the work that I was doing, right? Um, and then I started creating a series called Satanic Film Commentary. It was really just another version of Satanists on Satanic Cinema. Um, and ultimately what it meant was, uh, after I stopped Patreon, and I'll get into that here in a little bit, it made me want to go back to Satanists on Satanic Cinema and adjust it a little bit. Because the long-form commentary format was just not accessible to everyone. But film reviews were. And so I adjusted it, rebranded it into 
just Satanists on cinema. And that's the way we have it now. We haven't done a show in a while, an episode in a while, but it is something that we, we're continuing into the future of just me and um, Satanist Cameron John talking about films, new or old, and satanic references in them, or maybe just gushing about the film in general. Um, I'm just looking at my notes, see if there's anything I want to touch on with this. Okay. So after I stopped Nine Cents, and I was writing essays, I still was doing a couple of the Satanists on Satanic Cinema things, but it was very much just me in my own, doing my own thing. A couple different Satanic shows came out that were inspired by my show Nine Cents. Um, and some of the hosts reached out to me and said, hey, I would love to work with you on another project. And I really didn't want to do it. It wasn't something that I was interested in because we were kind of retreading ground that we'd already done. He was actively doing and I had already done. But we decided to shift it a little bit and try something different. Um, and this was called Third Side. It lasted five episodes. It was not a positive experience. And it, it haunted me for years afterward, to be honest. It was a nightmare to put together and work together on and we i ended up ending it because it had to be ended it, it just it wasn't good it was it, it was uh it was a fight the whole time and ultimately i was spending too much time on it and that's why i didn't want to go back to creating satanic content in the video format because it was too time consuming and i wanted to spend time with my family so it came in it was about satanism in practice satanism in the real world rather than just speaking to the religion like I had done in Nine Cents. And um, after five episodes, I just, I had to, I had to kill it. It was too, too much. Um, and then I think he revived it with someone else for a little while, but then ultimately it died. It just didn't have legs. It wasn't very good. And then I was inspired. So I had, in, in a very ironic twist, people who were inspired by what I was doing with Nine Cents and created their own shows then in turn inspired me to go back to a version. And that's when Speak of the Devil first came out. It was at the tail end of me producing Third Side. Uh, and I really wanted to go back to the interview format. You know, I started Nine Cents talking about pop culture, but I started leaning pretty heavy into interviews really early on. And it was a, a, a way for me to help build an audience, if I'm being honest. But I missed communicating with other Satanists. And this was a really wonderful way to do it in a professional manner. And what I really wanted to try to do was lean heavy on the noir aspect of it, the sexy side of Satanism, and just create something completely different that was much more high class than had been produced before. And I think I was very, very um, uh, successful with it for a while. <laughs> but ultimately, how many people want to be interviewed about Satanism? So you have to make changes. So I want to share with you the very first Speak of the Devil, Reverend Campbell Interviews episode. This featured Megan Machine, and you'll see the tone that I tried to convey, and it never really quite worked out the way I wanted it to. So check this out.
welcome to speak of the devil. <laughs> I mean the camera work. That's me, and today I'm being joined by none other than... I was like way zoomed in, too. Megan Machine. Let's uh, bring you in here. How are you, my dear? And she's gorgeous. But, I, you know, I had that uh, Artie Shaw uh, music <laughs> over at Nightmare was the track. Uh, we were I'm going to get <laughs> monetized because of this, uh, because I showed it. But, uh, you know, I tried to, I, I, I wanted all of the guests to really be dressed to the nines themselves and, you know, play up the role that, that we are professionals and we don't have to be hokey or spooky or hide in shadows that we can just positively represent ourselves in an attractive, uh, professional way. That's what nine, or that's what speak of the devil was meant to be in the beginning. Ultimately, it didn't, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm cycling through these to get to where I'm at right now. That was third side that I, uh, helped create. This is speak of the devil. So, uh, it lasted a while and it was a lot of fun and I still go back and I do Speak of the Devil shows. What ultimately I did was uh, I looked at the different types of satanic series that I was producing and I created silos for each of them. So each of them had their own approach, right? So Nine Sense is a pop culture news uh, interview format that's three different segments in one hour uh, and it communicates Satanism very specifically in different ways. Speak of the Devil is long-form content about one specific topic and sometimes I'll have a panel on it and we'll get to that in a second, but more often it's just me and the guest or whatever really diving into a subject. Again, Satanists on Cinema ended up being a film review series um, and so I really had a place for every type of content that I wanted to produce. And the truth is, is that the more content you produce, the more you want to diversify. You want to try new things. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I have a lot of projects that I started that just didn't really pan out, didn't work, and I moved on from them. But Speak of the Devil, again, I'm still doing it. Uh, it started with Reverend Campbell interviews and it moved into Reverend Campbell discusses because again, you need to go to that long form content because there's only so many people to interview that are interesting or have something to say. Then I was approached by um, uh, Patrick DeMarco, Warlock DeMarco, and he said, hey, me and another uh, fan of the show, it was um, uh, Ryan, I believe, you know, we, we really thought it would be interesting to see a satanic show like Real Time with Bill Maher. So you had a satanic panel, and then you had the host, and then they just talked about different satanic content. And so it was a panel-based series. And I thought, that would be great. I would love to produce that. And so Third Side Perspectives came out. Um, and so you know, we did a whole bunch of different topics. It was a deep dive with multiple people, different perspectives. Sometimes we argued and didn't agree at all. Sometimes we just all kind of agreed in the same ways. But it really depended on the topic and, and the people, the panelists that we had on. But it, it was all modeled after real time with Bill Maher, if we're being fair. And the next segment, uh, this was Enlightened Infernal. I reached out um, and collaborated with uh, Warlock DeMarco. And we just created our own little thing that was just two people talking about popular culture and news and stuff. And they started creating the Professionalism series. And again, this is very much a Speak of the Devil Presents type of a project, but it's actually gotten legs and I'm still doing it now till today. Like this month, I've got another episode coming up. So it, 
I believe is the cornerstone of everything that I've tried to do. And that is communicate Satanism in an adult and professional manner. Again, I'm not always successful, but this is the realization of that, I think, in the best of ways. It helps teach people how to be a professional, how to become a better professional uh, in the real world, in the work environment, um, how to communicate with others professionally. It's an invaluable tool, and not surprisingly, I suppose, it's not one of the most uh, um, attractive episodes. It's audio only, and it gets the least views out of all of the content that I produce, which blows my mind. The entire premise of it is to help you be a better Satanist, and yet it gets the least engagement. But that's the real point of everything that I do, is the professionalism side of it. So go figure. It's crazy. Um, and then for a very short while, I think there's two or three episodes, I did a little in the, de the Devil's in the Details, where we talked about horror films, or we talked about books, um, or we talked about religion, and, and where the devil fits in historically in those different areas. Didn't last very long because ultimately it just didn't have very many legs. And you have to get people who were really into the topic to understand and communicate it effectively. And I, it just, it became a chore trying to find it. Uh, on the Rocks, still going on. We're going to have an episode at the end of this week. Uh, it's uh, me and uh, uh, Vanderpool. <laughs> we're like Vanderpool. And just, this is our way of just, it's like after hours drinks, we're going uh, to the bar and we're just having a couple cocktails and we're just chatting. It's just, it's supposed to be very relaxed and very casual and just fun. So those are the different ways that uh, Speak the Devil evolved, but we also had game shows, right? Bialza Bubblegum early on with uh, the hostess from uh, Devil uh, Down to the Crossroads and her husband, <clears throat> they created Bialza Bubblegum and we had a few episodes, which was really fun. And it just sort of, you know, went the way of the dodo. It's a lot of work. I still would like to bring back episodes from time to time. It just hasn't really worked out that well. Um, but then I also did Pseudo-Satanic Bingo. So I didn't create the game, uh, but I did put it online in a format where the audience can play at the same time as the guests and myself. And it was a lot of fun when we did a couple of episodes. And I may come back and do another couple episodes. And then I created Never Have I Ever with uh, some very wonderful hostesses that I've collaborated many times with in the past. We just wanted to do something fun together and Never Have I Ever came out of that. I didn't make the game up. I just made a satanic version of the game. And I have to say, that's one of my favorite logos I've ever put together for any of my satanic shows. I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's like a little sign. It's kind of cool. Um, all right, what else? I produced the Satanic Warlock of the Year for a couple years. Only two. Just a couple. It was a pain in the ass. And it got a lot of blowback from other Satanists. Sometimes because they didn't feel like, you know, they wanted the award and it didn't, wasn't awarded to them and they didn't, you know, they were pissed off. Sometimes it's because they didn't like me and so they wanted to try to shut it down by talking shit and trying to, you know, destroy it from uh, outside. Um... But ultimately, you know, I had some technical issues when I was producing the latest episode. It became a real pain in my ass. But that wasn't the only one. Trapezoidal Roast. Had a great time with the first one where I had a panel of people roasting me. 
which was, you know, in the vein of like a comedy roast, like uh, the Comedy Central roasts or the old um, um, uh, Friar Club roasts. It was a lot of fun. Mean, <laughs> mean, but fun. I don't, you know, I, I have pretty thick skin and so I can take, I can take the ribbing. I think I, I hit myself harder than most people hit me. And so I don't mind a good joke. And then I uh, did another one with the Dan Den, and it ended up being a production nightmare. And, and so it took me so long to put together because we had more people than the first time and it went longer. And just that, that means exponentially, it takes more time for me to put it together that it kind of burned me on creating it uh, anymore. I will say I'm in a place right now, kind of want to do another one. So if, uh, if we can get a really great guest to be roasted, I can get some people to roast them. <laughs> so maybe we can all collaborate together on that one. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But that would speak of the devil. It was meant to be an hour-long deep dive into whatever, you know, some topic or, or uh, a game or something like that. It really evolved from being this, my attempt at being sexy and professional into just sort of having fun and doing, you know, a deep dive content. Um, but it's still a segment that I still produce to this day. This came out of Netflix party was fun dog and uh, silly. I enjoyed those. We should probably do those again sometime. Disney plus has group watch and I think Hulu does too now. So we can really find movies that everyone can get into and, and have fun with. Uh, yeah, William, those, those were a lot of fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun with trapezoidal roasts after the fact <laughs> watching them is a lot of fun. I love making fun of people and I love being made fun of. It's just, it's great. <laughs> can't take yourself too seriously. Part of being a Satanist is having a sense of humor. If you want to be a magician, a true magician, you have to have a sense of humor. Period. Um, so You Mean the Devil Makes Three was my wife and I just having very intimate conversations about how we were working through our own problems and our lives, me as a Satanist and her as a non-Satanist, and some episodes are better than others. Sometimes we had guests on to talk about their relationships, which I thought was the strength of that series. Because ultimately, I was always asked uh, when I was producing Nine Cents originally, well, what, is your wife a Satanist? What is that dynamic like? What is it like to be a Satanist and not be married to a Satanist? And it may sound trivial at this point, but it's a real issue for a lot of people. And to be able to communicate that with a vast number of different Satanist couples, some of them Satanist, Satanist, some of them Satanist, non-Satanist, and experiencing their dynamic, the, the trials and tribulations of their marriages, and how they work through them. I mean, there's some real gold in that series, and it's one that I don't feel like I'm done with, even though we haven't done a, an episode in a very long time. I do feel like we're going to return to it in some way uh, in the future. All right. And then, as if I haven't been doing enough in the last 10 years, I decided to stop creating content yet again. Um, I, I overextend myself too much, and then it becomes too much of a burden for me, right? And so I just created a video. I hid all of my videos on YouTube. And I was just like, I'm done, period. I can't, I can't do this anymore. 
it's not living up to what I expect it to live up to. I can't produce what I feel like I should be producing. It's just not good enough. So what am I really doing? Am I hurting Satanism more than I'm helping it, more than I'm positively communicating it? Those are the struggles that I was having. And so I just stopped. But again, during that time, I didn't stop creating content. I just stopped producing Speak of the Devil. Uh, and this was, uh, I'm looking at my notes here. This was circa 2019. Um, and it was informed by a project that I had started when I was uh, doing Patreon. And that was the Satanic Essays, um, where I would get a Satanic Essay, and I would get a Patreon member or just another Satanist. We would read the essay, and then we would discuss the essay. That evolved into reading aloud. And so I straight created a whole other channel that had nothing to do with Satanism at all, just called reading aloud, and I would not use any visuals. It would just be a, a flat splash screen of the book that I was reading. And then I would just read for an hour every single day, and then I would stop and you know go to the next book after I was done. Just cover to cover books for an entire year I did this before I brought it over to my channel, and I actually started with the Satanic Bible. And I started bringing those Satanic essay and reading readings um under the reading aloud nomenclature, which are all available um, now, you can you know watch them all. Uh, I think most of them are behind like you know the membership, which is like ninety nine cents a month, in order to get all of them. But they're there. I think the Stanic Bible and Stanic Witch are free for everyone if you haven't read those, and I'm, they're still very very popular, and people are constantly commenting on them, which I love that it's out there. But I did get some kickback from Satanists on that, like you know why are you why are you doing this? Why are you reading? Um, the Satanic Bible when we should be encouraging people to find it for themselves and stuff like that. I did it because I wanted to. <laughs> I wasn't trying to make a statement. I wasn't trying to do something uh, different or, you know, uh, trying to be cool or anything. I just wanted to do something different, and so I did. Um, and then, as always, the second time I quit, I came right back. <laughs> I just, I can't stay away from creating content. I, I love it too much. Um, and I started a very short-lived, didn't I may go back to it someday, segment or a show called Evil Live. The Satanic series was about gaming, where I would just get on a game and I would play the game and just sort of riff and talk and bitch and complain and talk about what was satanic about that game that I was playing. And I have a bunch of games that I played that are really great. I'm not done with Bioshock yet, um, the remastered version, but I just haven't really wanted to go back to it. And someday maybe I will and someday maybe I won't. But ultimately, between all of these different series that I've talked about so far, now almost at an hour, I didn't think this was going to be a very long episode. <laughs> I talk too much, <laughs> obviously. Um, ultimately, I uh, still created daily vlogs uh, for a very long time for Patreon, and then every once in a while I'll do them still. And then I created um, uh, Vital Existence vlogs, which were produced little videos that communicate a singular thought or message or something and i'll still do those in the future and stuff when i'm inspired to do so but i just i never stopped creating in this entire decade of uh from the beginning to today literally um communicating satanism it's just something that has been such an impactful part of my life that for better or worse, I will continue creating it in some form or another, as I have over the past decade, 
you know, into the future. I, I can't ever say for how long, because again, I always struggle with that idea that am I doing a service or a disservice to the religion? And I waver on that thought. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's one way or the other. So I can't promise that I won't stop for a while in the future. Maybe I will, maybe I won't, but I'll always come back in some way because it's just a part of who I am. Uh, I love the religion and I love communicating it. Um, to Aaron's point earlier, I do not have a book. I have thought about putting out a book and I had planned to do it under Underworld Amusements. I reached out to them and asked them if they would, you know, uh, release it for me if I put it together. And they said yes. And I had enough for what would be an okay size essay collection, but it was not good enough. Per my own opinion, of course. But it's just not good enough. I, I need to flesh out some more. And there's, there's concepts that I've been developing over the course of this revival of Nine Cents that I'm not quite finished with. And so I will ultimately, probably, probably put out a collection of my essays. I don't know. Maybe. The truth is, is it, was, it was funny. I was, I was talking with um, admin about this once. And... Um, there's a comment because I update the website from time to time. And so, uh, .com, And so I was putting up someone's essay and, uh, admin commented that, you know, we could put up some of your essays if you just write them down. Uh, you know, some, some of the stuff that you do in your show, because you know, there's valuable commentary that you're creating there, but let's just put it in essay format. And the truth is, is there's too much. I have a decade of thoughts that, I don't want to take the time to write down. So I'd rather not be represented on the website just for the sake of being able to regularly put out content um, in the way that I'm comfortable getting it out. You know, I really like, like I have notes that I riff off of. I, you know, and, and I do write essays from time to time, but it's just not, my strength is in communicating off the cuff, I think. And so it's just, it's harder for me to sit down and just write essays and then just release them and just, you know, be done with them. I like to just riff and go. So I don't like repeating myself. And that's hard to do when you're writing an essay because you have to edit it. You have to go over the same content over and over and over again. I always want to change it up a little bit here or adjust it there. And I never feel like I'm finished. So it's just easier for me to get in an episode, get it out and move on. So I probably will never have essays on the website and I probably, maybe, possibly won't or will have a book at some point. I don't know. That's just the way, that's just the way it works. So I want to talk about some of the flaws uh, and maybe a couple of the successes before I'm finished with this. I haven't even finished my drink. Let's do another one. A little Russell's rye. It's good. If you've never had rye, here's something that really bothers me about people who drink. Um, there's flavor profiles that every liquor has, right? So I don't like people who drink that just take shots and want to get drunk and then they move on. I want, I like people who actually enjoy what they're drinking. And so maybe you have a little bit of water to cut the profile. Maybe it's a little too intense or something for you. That's fine. But I don't like cocktails. I don't like mixing it. 
I like enjoying the flavor of the liquor. And rye is very, very special. Like bourbon, you've got that, that sort of buttery vanilla tones. You get a little bit of oak in the back end. Um, bourbon's very specific, and I love it. Rye, it is flowery. It's got fruit notes just spiking in at you. It's a little bit more aggressive on the palate. You get like the, that really nice star anise, that, that black licorice flavor coming through. It, it's, it's a party on your palate. <laughs> Rye is the fucking way to go if you don't mind being punched in the face from time to time. It is delightful. So good. Okay. Let's talk about why I suck. <laughs> because <clears throat> sometimes I suck. Um, I overextend myself regularly. Always. Uh, this last week, I was actually really proud of myself because I finished that children's book uh, illustration job that I had picked up. Um, and I just focused on it. I didn't, I didn't do any of my reading projects. I didn't game. I didn't do anything. I just worked. That's rare for me. I always like to start new projects and, and try new things. And sometimes it doesn't work, but I, then ultimately I get overwhelmed and I end up just feeling like I got to stop it all. Cause I just get this self-loathing that comes out in, in, in my mind and in my work. So that's, that's a big problem with me. I expect too much out of the audience. I expect engagement. I'm so fucking honored that you guys are willing to chat with me during the show. I feel so fortunate for that. I started creating content with that in mind and I didn't ever have it for a very long time. It is so nice to be able to talk back and forth with people as you're talking about a subject because there's actual dialogue and there's disagreement and there's extrapolation on ideas. There's context that's added in some cases because time or maybe just my pace, I can't get out. It helps so much. So I really do appreciate it. Um, Leon, it is not my original. Well, it's my original realized artwork. Um, there were sketches that were put together on the book that were very amateurish. And so I just reimagined it all. I just read it all. So that's why, you know, I, I really did redo the whole fucking book. Um, back to my, my comment here. Um, I expect interaction and engagement. And when I don't get it, I get really frustrated. Not at the audience specifically, but at myself for not being able to create a forum or a format that would encourage it. And so that's going to stop me from performing projects when I don't get that engagement. Um, and it, it just puts makes me go back to content formats that do encourage engagement. Um, I just expect too much. You know, I'm, I'm solipsistic in that. And it's a flaw within me that I have to work at. Um, I always want to innovate and create new experiences, but then that detracts from, you know, the sort of the bread and butter shows like Nine Cents or Speak of the Devil. Um, whenever I create something new or try something new, it ends up not working quite well and I get really, really down. Uh, and to be honest, as a content creator, I get caught up. I, I become more concerned with the audience's opinions and the video analytics so that I second guess what I'm creating. And I'm at a point right now where I don't care that much anymore. Um, 
if someone's gonna talk shit about me or the topic, in most cases I'll leave it in and I'll just let them, you know, talk shit unless it gets overblown and then I'll, you know, sort of hide them from the channel. But I encourage people to have dissenting opinions and thoughts and ideas. Uh, and I just don't care about the analytics of it because I have the engagement. And, and if I have the engagement, then I don't care if it's two people or a thousand people. I have people that want to communicate and that's all that I care about. So those are my flaws. Um, and, you know, to be honest, the older I get, the more forgetful I am, the more I stumble on my words and, you know, my communication starts to suffer a little bit. It's something, it's a trend that I've, I've witnessed within myself. As my eyesight goes, so do my cognitive abilities, which is really frustrating as someone who sees himself in their head as 18. You know, I'm, I'm this year, um, my father died at the same age that I am this year. So that's a real, that's a struggle that I'm sort of trying to work through is that I'm going to be the same age that my father was when he died. And ultimately, I'm going to be older than him, which blows my fucking mind that I'm going to be older than my father. Um, I don't know why I, I went there, but it's it's in a way of me trying to explain that I, I'm hypercritical of myself. I overanalyze my own thoughts uh, and and... It's, it's something that I, I'm constantly fighting with. So I am literally my own worst enemy. It's not just a, you know, a flippant saying with me. But I have to give credit where credit is due. I do some stuff really, really well. I get engagement. I get interaction with the audience um, in ways that kind of blows my mind sometimes. You know, I'll get emails from people who are telling me about how they were really struggling with a particular topic uh, you know, and, you know, depression was a big episode um, that I talked about, and I shared my own struggle with depression and suicide. And I had two other wonderful guests that spoke to their own personal experiences and stuff. And I got a lot of feedback from that episode about people who they're trying to rationalize how they can be a Satanist and still struggle with depression. Shouldn't they just celebrate life and not think about it? But we all have our own individual chemistries that we don't have a choice about. We just have to live with them. And so, you know, that was an episode that I really got a lot of really wonderful feedback. But then every once in a while, I just get really great feedback from an average person just saying, I really appreciate what you do and the manner in which you do it. And it's the best that I see out there right now. And I really am glad that you're doing it still. And that makes me feel fucking phenomenal. And let's be honest. No one's doing what I'm doing at all. And certainly not to the fucking, the level that I'm doing it. So, I mean, you gotta, if you're going to take the hits, you got to take the pats on the back too. So I, I am doing something right with all of the problems that I still have with this show and all of the content that I create. And I'm going to continue doing it. And one of the greatest benefits of, of producing this content for the past decade has been getting to know you, the audience. Some of you have ended up coming on the show. Some of you have helped me produce episodes. And some of you, we just communicate via email or we, you know, do a book club from time to time or, you know, we just engage with each other on our own terms. That's the best part of this is that Satanism, I mentioned this at the top, 
It's not a monolith. Eve, each and every single Satanist is completely fucking different. You're going to run into people who try to copy others. That's fine. But individuals are so dramatically different. And yet we have this wonderful religion that connects us all. We interpret the religion in different ways. We express it in different ways. But it is the single line that binds us in our shared life experience. That yes, we read the Satanic Bible. We resonate with it. We are Satanists. We're not going to take ourselves too seriously. And we're going to try to understand perspectives. I absolutely adore it. It's the best. It's the fucking best. So thank you guys so much for the past 10 years, whether you've been tuning in the entire time or maybe just this episode. Thank you for your engagement. Thank you for your interaction. Thank you for your contributions to the show, whether it's in the chat or the, the um, comments of the videos or personal emails or whatever. Thank you for sharing it if you find it of value. Thank you for clicking the stupid fucking like button so that YouTube will show it to other people. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being you. Thank you for challenging me. I genuinely appreciate you. So, as the final toast of the evening, to end out 10 years of content. <laughs> for the last time, Slajavar, hail Satan, hail you. See you next week. <laughs>